Do this look like work to you? You're listening to the Double A Balls Podcast with your hosts, Andrew Romanella. I like that. That's what I'm talking about. I'll be the best cheerleader. Father Time apparently doesn't know Tom Brady's address. And Anthony Rinaldi. Love the hardwood. That's my passion. Houston, they don't have a problem. Listen, you don't even have to listen. The show starts now. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. This is the Double A Balls Podcast. Friday morning dab, episode seven, coming your way. We are sorry we were not here last Friday for you. We had some technical difficulties with the individuals trying to record the podcast. So we are back this week, and we got an exciting Friday morning dab for you. Of course, I am your host, Andrew Romanella, and on the call with me every single week is my man, Anthony Rinaldi. Andrew. And Rocky, how are you? And Rocky, how about that? Yes, indeed. The Double A Balls podcast has their NHL expert, Rocky Romanella, joining us on the call today. Rocky, thanks for being with us. We're excited to have you to talk a little bit of NHL. The Stanley Cup Finals looks exciting. Andrew, how you doing? Anthony, how you doing? So excited to be here and even more excited to talk some hockey with you gentlemen. Beautiful. And before we get into that, we are going to remind you it is Instagram, it is Twitter, social media, but at double A balls on both DAAB podcast.com, iTunes, Apple Podcast, Podbean, of course, rate it, subscribe to it, and poweronperformance.com for your gear. I'm going to waste no more time, gentlemen. I want to get right into this thing. The Las Vegas Golden Knights are defying odds. And the Washington Capitals are doing something they haven't done in the last 20 years of their team's existence. Rocky, I'm going to start with you here because you're the NHL expert. How exciting for the NHL is this matchup right now? I mean, on a scale of 1 to 10, I'm at like a 25 excited for the Vegas Golden Knights right now. <laughs> if, if I've been saying it since before the playoffs started, if my New York Rangers were not going to make it, I'm all in on the Vegas Golden Knights. I'm actually currently wearing my Vegas polo shirt right now. It is an exciting story for the Golden Knights. It's actually kind of crazy because when you hear the word expansion draft, and we're, and we're going to touch on this in a little bit, people forget that it was slightly a little bit different this year for Vegas. The draft was essentially made so that they could be competitive in their first year. Did anyone think that the draft rules were set up so that Vegas could go on and compete in the Stanley Cup in their first year? No, not at all. But I think, Anthony, when you look at the end of this run right now, you kind of look at it and you say, they're going to the Stanley Cup, and this is a team that everybody and their mother picked to finish in the bottom two of the NHL this year. 500 to one odds. To win the Stanley Cup, Andrew. I, I bet you're wishing you took those odds right now. I wish there were some bananas <laughs> I put on those odds. Let me tell you who's got some bananas. Mark Andre Fleury, my friend. Third straight Stanley Cup final, by the way. Talk about Golden State being a, a, a juggernaut. How about Mark Andre Fleury alone being a juggernaut? Well, there were a bunch of draft picks for the expansion draft that I had touched on, and I'm sure the two of you can chime in here on any of them that you feel were just kind of one that sticks out in your mind. But I wrote these six guys down, and Anthony, you're right. It starts with Mark andre Fleury. I mean, to be able to get a guy in the expansion draft that's already won two Stanley Cups and is coming from one of the best organizations in hockey, that just checks the box right there. And then you kind of keep going down the line. William Carlson, 
18 goals through his first 183 games in the NHL. Scores 43 goals this year for the Vegas Knights. You, you look at Colin Miller. He was a defenseman for the Bruins that they were, they had talent. Didn't know if he was going to pan out yet. All of a sudden, 41 points this year for the Las Vegas Golden Knights. Derek Eglin from the Flames. Jonathan Marchessault, if That's I'm saying. That's my dude right there. I love, I love that dude, Marchessault. The man can play, baby. 75 points this year, 27 goals for the Golden Knights. Uh, and then, of course, Nate Schmidt on the defensive side. And the one thing I noted, and then I want you guys to kind of touch on it a little bit. Obviously, you can talk about George McPhee being the, the, the GM for the Golden Knights now and, and was the GM for the Capitals when they drafted Ovechkin. Essentially, kind of put this team together. He hasn't been there since 2014. But this is a lot of his, his dirty work is done. But we can look at that angle all day, every day. But at the end of the day, they had to go and pick off of teams players that nobody else in the NHL felt like was going to benefit their organization. And I just listed six guys of allotment of guys that you could probably choose from, but these six just stuck out in my mind. I thought what was impressive, two centermen, three defensemen, and one goalie. Really just setting up the team the appropriate way. Andrew and Rocky, let me ask you this. Since you're talking about your boy George McPhee, he has drafted or acquired 14 out of the 26 players currently on the Capitals roster. So really, this is like George McPhee's Stanley Cup right here. because you know He's basically GM in both squads here. Yes, George McPhee is actually... He's probably the all-star of this entire Stanley Cup Finals. I think it's incredible. When you talk about GMs, you talk about GMs in the NHL, you talk about GMs in all the four other major sports, the NHL, the NBA, whatever it is, like you don't see GMs who can put together one championship team. This guy just put together two. I mean, I think that's probably one of the main storylines coming in, and you guys both touched on it, but Marc-Andre Fleury, I mean, Marc-Andre Fleury was a starting goaltender and got sat for Matt Murray last year in the Peng- by the Penguins. So they're in the Stanley Cup Finals, and Matt Murray is the starting goaltender, not Marc-Andre Fleury. And then he can just get picked up by this expansion team and then lead them all the way to the finals. I mean, I think those are the two main storylines. Those are the things I'm excited about. Well, Rock, let me ask you this, because, and that, that's a great point. Am, if I, am I wrong in saying it was a Game 7, I believe, last year or the year before that Marc-Andre Fleury was in net against this Capitals team, knocking them out in an unreal performance? Yeah, I think you're right about that. And I think it's it just funny because um, Marc-Andre Fleury was really in the games uh, over the last two, three years because Matt Murray was, was injured. Um, it was about three years ago prior to their first cup um, prior to their first cup out of the last two is when he started like his decline and his playoff performance was very spotty. And if the Penguins were going to come off their high horse, it was Marc-Andre Fleury's fault. It wasn't anyone else's. And he's been kind of taking the brunt of their losses leading into the, the last two Stanley Cup appearances. And to be quite honest with you, like I said, it's been Matt Murray who stole the show from him. So for him to, to be back here, to be in the leading role and taking the spotlight, it's, it's really impressive. And it's just a testament to how good he really is. And the crazy part about that situation is if you look at the stat lines from this entire 2017-2018 season, Marc-Andre Fleury had a way better year than Matt Murray did. But obviously the long-term choice for the Penguins was probably right in that aspect. So Rocky mentioned it before, and you touched on it as well. And I just want to go through the list of accomplishments for McPhee right here because at the end of the day, this really is the storyline in 20 years as the Caps general manager, roughly adding, 
He had one Stanley Cup season, but that was his first year in 1997. I believe some guys like Yarmir Yager were on that roster. He had seven Southeast Division championships. He had eight 40-plus win seasons. He, had, he was the GM for the franchise's best team all-time, 121 points in 2009 and 2010. He obviously sl- selected Alexander Ovechkin in 2004 with the number one overall pick. And the rest is kind of history. The one thing he wasn't able to do was get over the hump and win a Stanley Cup. So I'm going to I'm going to slide to you first. And and then, Rocky, I want your opinion as well. Is it kind of poetic justice if the Las Vegas Golden Knights go in and win this Stanley Cup against McPhee's former team in the Capitals? I have I'm going to call it now for you. Andrew, write this down or remember it. Vegas or it's recorded or uh, is recorded. Oh, it's a podcast. Oh, check, check. Is Mike on? <laughs> Nate Schmidt, you talked about him earlier. 2013 draft pick of George McPhee for the Capitals. He then brings him over in the expansion draft in 2017. My man's going to score a game-winning goal sometime in this series against his old team. And you're right. I believe it's poetic justice. And, I, I mean, you're Andre Fleury, Marc-Andre Fleury owns the Capitals in the playoffs. I think he's 3-0 all time. He's 22-12-2 in 38 regular season games. He is, he's basically LeBron James to the Toronto Raptors. He's basically the Capitals' kryptonite. I think you know where I'm going with my pick, Andrew and Rocky. That makes me nervous, to be quite honest with you. Well, how are you feeling on this one, Rocky? <laughs> if, if, you, if you look at it and you say to yourself, George McBee has constructed both of these teams. Anthony makes some good points about Nate Schmidt. I mean, he's a- absolutely a dude. If you look at it from that angle, is it poetic justice, A, for McPhee, and B, is this really realistic for the expansion Las Vegas Golden Knights? Not only is it realistic, but in my opinion, I mean, you can say that the Caps are the favorite, and I understand why, but in my opinion, the script has been written. Vegas is going to win the Stanley Cup. I'm on board with Anthony Rinaldi. I made a joke just because I've, you know, I'm an avid listener of the Double A Balls podcast, and I know he's had a little trouble picking his, his hockey games, but Come on, based, on, based on his last pick of Braden Holpe in the Caps, I, I mean, Anthony's got a pretty good pulse on, on what's going to happen here. Um, I love the poetic justice for George McPhee. I love the story of Nate Schmidt. Um, I love the story of Marc-Andre Fleury. I love the story of, of pretty much the entire team. And I think it's, and this is why I love hockey, because I think the word that needs to be used here, that's it's kind of hard to find in other sports, is parody, right? You can't, I don't know if you can take any other sport, pick apart all 30 teams, take everyone's leftovers, and then become the best team in the league in any other sport. And that's why I love it. And, and I want to, and that is a great, Great point right there. Anthony mentioned this last week about how he was so kind of not tired of watching the NBA playoffs, although we, we did get a pretty good one last night in Houston beating Golden State in game five. But that the NBA playoffs just weren't that exciting because there were so many blowouts. So we've talked about this a lot, Rock, and I know you know it over the podcast of, of how to get the average NHL fan to kind of really be locked in on the NHL over the course of the 82-game season in the playoffs. It is the Stanley Cup. A and the playoffs B the best way to do that because the brand of hockey and the parody is just so great. If you're going to catch a, if you're going to catch a casual fan, the NHL playoffs is by far the best place to, to get them hooked. And if, if it's not the NHL playoffs, then don't try and make them watch a game, buy the ticket for them and bring them to a live event because there's nothing like it. Well, hello, you two have never brought me to a game. 
<laughs> I like free stuff. <laughs> Buy me a ticket, damn it. I'll show, up, I'll show up to the Garden Rock. I work a block away. Andrew, take me to the Rock, bro. Come on. You guys are slacking. <laughs> wait, wait. You, are, you talk about parody. When, real quick. when, the, when the Predators come into town, Anthony, we'll take you when the Predators <laughs> come into town. That's it. Listen, I, I may be a Vegas Knights fan now. Who knows? I got I got to jump on a bandwagon. Someone's bad. Wherever your bananas are going. Oh, jeez. My bananas are lost with the Golden State Warriors. Um, question for you. You talk about, or you brought up parody, but I'm pretty sure eight of the nine, the last nine Lord Stanley Cups have been given to the Kings, Penguins, or Blackhawks. Yes. And that's a, that's actually a really good point. Um, so if you want to look at championships like that, I guess you could say there's not much parody. But I just think that's the trend in dynasty. I mean, uh, and it, it's not just in the NHL. It's across all sports. There's always a team in every era, every decade that is head and shoulders above the rest. You know, in the, in the, late, in the early 80s, it was the Edmonton Oilers. And in the late 80s, it was the New York Islanders. Um, then it was the Penguins with Scotty Bowman. It's been the Detroit Red Wings. Um, there's always been franchises that have that have put themselves at the top of the list. Um, but the beauty is, is what happens underneath it, um, because there's never the same 16 teams in the playoffs that were there the year before. Um, and in hockey, more than any other sport, I believe a number eight could go all the way to the finals and win the Stanley Cup. For example, the 2000, I want to say 14 edition of the Los Angeles Kings where the eight seed ended up winning the Stanley cup final beating my Rangers, unfortunately. But, um, I just, Sorry, think, they beat the devils in 2012. I feel your pain. Yeah, no, they beat us both. Tough <laughs> <laughs> out there, metropolitan area. Yeah. But I mean, I, I, I get what you're saying. And I think that's where the casual fan, you know, maybe doesn't, maybe doesn't sit, sit well with this conversation. But for me, I just think, if you look top to bottom, like just the fact that Vegas is in the playoffs shows the parity throughout the league. Well, and if you go back, and, it, and this was pretty fun. I did this the other night. If you go back and look at all the news article clippings of the Vegas Golden Knights before the season started, I mean, it wasn't just saying that they were going to be a bad team, but it was essentially like almost laughing at the people and the draft picks that they had brought in to make this team a contender. And the original plan was this team was going to be a five-year build to a Stanley Cup. And you have people essentially laughing, will hockey even work in Vegas? That's the one forgotten part of this conversation is we can talk about the players. Yeah, but you have NHL caliber players. They're professionals. They could find a way to make a run in one given year. The other crazy thing was, though, nobody knew if hockey was going to work in Las Vegas. And that was the other great part of this run and tell me if I'm wrong there, but is this to see the way the fan base in Las Vegas, the city of Las Vegas, took on a whole new love for this team. And now you look at it and go, are the Oakland Raiders, soon to be Las Vegas Raiders, about to be one of the best teams in the NHL? Because these fan base is unreal. I believe you brought that up a few podcasts ago, Andrew, and I think you hit it right on the head that the, the NFL couldn't be happier right now for the Las Vegas Golden Knights because, like you said, I, I, I think that arena is a little bit smaller than usual, right? I think, or a tiny bit, not much. Maybe holds 15,000, 18,000, something like that. But I hear, I mean, I have, I have a buddy out in Vegas, and he always sends me snaps of him at the, at the arena, and it's, it's, it's loud. It's raucous. So that, that fan base kind of feels probably like that team almost. Kind of like, I feel like, not that, 
I don't want to stereotype people who live in Vegas because that's uh, that you know I don't want to paint anybody with a broad brush, but you kind of feel like you know the misfits of 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 everywhere else kind of moved to Vegas. You kind of hang out, so the kind of fan base has kind of morphed itself into that team because I think even McPhee said it. He's like, yeah, this is like this is, is going to be a three to five year building. Pro-, you know, let's not expect the uh, you know championship at, at the gate, and here we are, four games away from from them hosting Lord Stanley's Cup. But I don't think they're giving any love to Washington, fellas. There is another team. And you just read my mind, Anthony, because we're sitting here talking so much about Vegas. We're talking so much about George McPhee. And rightfully so, by the way. They deserve it. They've earned that credit. They've earned that time from, as Anthony says, talking heads like us to dissect them. But the other side on the the other team on, on the other side of the ice, and Rock, you mentioned it before, could possibly be the favorite. And I'm just going to throw this out there. Hold and on. Let me, breaking news, breaking news. They are not the favorite. The Knights are actually the favorite. Really? What do you got? I got the Knights at 150, minus 150. Okay. So a slight favorite in the hockey world. So it's a slight favorite in the hockey world. But at the end of the day, we talked about parity. This, re- this is a hockey team that has been the best team in the NHL so many times over the course of the last 10 years. And they have the two best offensive players in the playoff right now in your boy Kuznetsov and Alexander Ovechkin. They're one, two in overall points. Kuznetsov 24, Ovechkin 22, and one, two in overall goals. Kuznetsov, Ovechkin 12, Kuznetsov 11. I mean, Rocky, how can you slow down the Washington Capitals if those two are playing that well? You couple that with Braden Holtby turning a corner in the last two games versus the Tampa Bay Lightning and their power play being top five in the league. Yeah, well, what we learned uh, throughout these playoffs is that if those two guys are going and Holtby's on, uh, there's no stopping the Caps. Wait, wait for it, Andrew, <laughs> wait for it. Wait for it. Tampa Bay still hasn't scored. I think it's like 2016. My man Holtby, that's right. What do you got? This guy nailed it. Andrew, just chalk up two points. Don't even watch your baseball matchup. Just give me the two points. We'll regroup. Was, we'll regroup. I was thinking about that last night, too. Like, God. We'll re- <laughs> Listen. We'll regroup. You're right. We'll regroup, and you probably have two points by the time we get to the midweek. So I'm a little nervous now because your hockey picking abilities have jumped up. And what impressed me about your Braden Holtby pick, and I told this to Rocky off air the other day, was coming into this game. Braden Holtby had a 924 save percentage and was allowing essentially two goals a game. And to put such a firepower team like Tampa Bay into a no goal situation for six periods, was just beyond impressive to me. Yeah, it was definitely impressive uh, on the part of Braden Holtby. I also think that you're, I also think you have to give credit to the Washington Capitals. If you watched, I think it was game six, game six is really where they turn the corner. Um, and it, it started in game five with the third period when they first started, excuse me. Yeah. It started in game six when they started shutting them down, but the, the Tampa Bay lightning couldn't get into the zone. Like it was amazing. They, I mean, you've got guys like Tyler Johnson, you've got guys like Steven Samkos, Nikita Kucherov. These guys can't even, can't even carry the puck into the zone. So just the, the, the tight checking, uh, the great neutral zone. Uh, I mean, I think those, I mean, that's where it's a full team sport when you talk about the NHL and when you talk about hockey, but I think even before you get the Holpe, their game plan to shut down the Tampa Bay speed was just outstanding, and they executed you know, to a T. And what I love about the whole situation, and you mentioned it, if, Kucherov, if Kuznetsov excuse me, and Ovechkin are going, this team is winning. Well, my, my three big moments, which, which kind of leads me to believe, and we'll touch on this in a second because I don't want to give it away, but 
What leads me to believe that the Capitals can, can do something really special here is that in games one, games two, and game seven of the Eastern Conference Finals, the big goal for the Washington Capitals was scored by Alexander Ovechkin. In the second round against the Pittsburgh Penguins, three game-winning goals were scored by Alexander Ovechkin. Since he was drafted in 2004, all we've done is rip this guy apart and compare him to Sidney Crosby because he, A, couldn't beat Sidney Crosby, and B, just couldn't even get to sniff a conference finals, let alone get to the Stanley Cup. Now, not only are the Capitals playing such good hockey, but Alexander Ovechkin, the guy you want and need to be the leader of this team, is leading this team. Dude scored in the first minute of game seven. Think he was amped up? Set the tone. Exactly, 100%. And, you know, he, I think he's got 22 points in 19 playoff games, 12 goals, 10 assists. That's right, boys. And Anthony did his homework last night looking up all these, all these hockey nuggets for you. So he could what does and- Anthony know about sports? <laughs> how, about, how about this? I, 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 heard, I heard both teams touch the conference trophy. Is this a new age of hockey, fellas? I feel like that's like bad karma. Is it? Actually, so, that's a, oh, what's your feeling on that? So actually, um, Mark Andre Fleury touched the conference trophy every time he won the Stanley Cup with the Pittsburgh Penguins. So I wow. think he, I think, I think that's probably where uh, Dave England decided that it was okay to touch, to touch his. And if I'm Ovechkin, if they're touching it, I'm touching it because I'm not, yeah. I'm not getting in any of the way, any superstitions out of the way. How about yeah, and- and the other thing is, we know, who the hell knows when he's going to get back? It's well, exactly. It's been 14 years, you know? So, all right. And what I, what I would love to do is each give each of you a second to, to give the listeners who you think is going to win, which I know you both already touched on. A, win the series. How many games you think this thing is going to go? And just kind of give me something you want the people to look for. You know, I guess we could call this, what do you got a Jace? So rock, I'm going to start with you as our resident hockey expert. And then Anthony, we're going to go right to you. And then I'm going to give you mine. And I just want to get an idea of what you guys are thinking going into the Stanley cup finals. Awesome. So I'm going to take Vegas in six games. Andrew, write this down. I'm writing it. I want to take Vegas in six games. Uh, I want you to watch Alexander Ovechkin, and I want you to see him crumble like over the course of the series. Then I want you to watch the incredible resiliency of the Vegas Golden Knights. If they lose a game or if they go down in a period and you think that they're out, they're going to come back and they're going to win. That's, that's the second thing I'm going to look at. And my guy that I am taking is Jonathan Marchessault. He is the difference maker, um, but I'll also add like a 1B in James Neal. So keep an eye on those two guys. Those are my picks. All right. Vegas in six. A few things to watch there. I like it. Anthony Rinaldi, what do you got? I want to drop a Dave Andrew Chuck, Andrew Chuck line on you right now. <laughs> That's right. Alexander Ovechkin. <laughs> It's 607 career goals, fellas, is the second most – that's the second most goals for a player to reach his first Stanley Cup. And I can't believe he he was drafted back in 04. He's been in the league 14 years. Is that – Unbelievable. Something like that? Wow. It's just like when you look at LeBron James and say, how did we get 15 years in already? Right. Wow. That's that's wild to me. Anytime I can drop a Dave Andrew Chuck 
because he was the first guy. He had 634 goals before he made his first NHL Stanley Cup. That's right, fellas. I told you I did the research last night. Put in the hard work. Very impressive. So what do you got? Give me the give me the Knights and Seven, baby. I Knights and Seven. I want, see, I want to see the best phrase of sports again. I want to see a Game Seven. My guy is the Conn Smythe winner. Going to be the Conn Smythe winner. Mark Andre Fleury. That dude's going to stand on his head again. He's going to shut down Ovechkin again. And that's all I got to say about that. All right. So we got Vegas in six and Vegas in seven. A uh, few good players to watch. I'm not doing this just for the sake of the show. I'm doing this because I, I, I truly believe this. I am going Capitals, and I am taking it in seven games as well. I just don't see how Vegas could go from being a team that hasn't even been in an elimination game yet this playoffs to a team that all of a sudden is going to lose in six games or five games or swept. That's not happening. They're too good of a hockey team. They're playing too good right now. I think the only way either of these teams wins this series is in game seven. And the reason I feel that is because of the way the Capitals are coming in. Alexander Ovechkin, Anthony, you just mentioned it, how many goals he scored before he was able to play in his first playoff game. You, you mentioned everything about, we've talked about how long it's been for him. This is what he said after they won the conference finals. We're going to the Stanley Cup final. I think everybody is happy. But we still have unfinished you-know-what, Alexander Ovechkin said. I don't know. I'm emotional right now. I think we've been waiting for this moment for a long time. We understand what it takes to be in the final. You can see this game was unbelievable. To me, that is a guy that is, A, just having fun playing the game, and B, understands that even though this is the first time he's been there in his career, you can't take anything for granted, and you have to go in there with a battle mindset. I think with Braden Holtby playing the way he was in game six and seven, with Alexander Ovechkin, with Kuznetsov, with the way this team is playing right now, it's a handful of guys, junkyard dogs, I call them, that are just going to go in there. They're going to scrap it up. They know that they don't have the experience compared to Las Vegas. And the last thing, fellas, the, Los, the Washington Capitals have been knocking demons down. John Tortorella, Columbus Blue Jackets, a team that's beat them in the past, not allowed them to reach their full potential. The Pittsburgh Penguins, we know the story behind that one. Five ex-New York Rangers on the Tampa Bay Lightning. All ex-Rangers that have knocked the Capitals out multiple times in this terrible 20-year drought. And then the last thing, the last hurdle to get over is what Anthony said, Marc-Andre Fleury. Alexander Ovechkin and the Capitals have now found a way to beat him this Stanley Cup final is going to be it. So I am Capitals and seven, gentlemen. Wow. <laughs> Brilliant. Andrew, you almost swayed me there, buddy. I, I Listen, the, the idea is to get the people interested. So you know what we're going to do? We're going to put it on Twitter. We're going to put it on Instagram. We're going to pull the people out there. And I hope that we can get enough Twitter and or Instagram poll followers to see if we could find out what the people are thinking in this series so rocky and anthony it's your job and mine we're going to retweet this thing at double a balls on twitter and on instagram go to the website dwabpodcast.com you can get it there one last thing before we go and rock i'm directing this directly at you because it is your favorite team the new york rangers hired david quinn the former head coach of Boston University as their next head coach. 
A lot has been going on in the New York area teams. Lou Lamarillo has, has agreed to be the president of hockey operations for the New York Islanders. That's something we're going to get into as a show a little bit into the midweek show. But real quick, Rock, before we finish this thing, just give me your opinion on David Quinn and, and tell me if you're excited as a Rangers fan. I absolutely love the hiring of David Quinn as a New York Rangers fan. The the team is built of youth right now. He's coming from the college game, which is a trend we're seeing across the NHL. There's the NHL has actually made up 33% of all players who played in the at the NCAA level, which is the highest it's been in the history of the NHL. This will be the future trend for coaching in the NHL. I'm pumped. The Rangers are young. They're fast. And I actually think that they can be a contender in the playoffs next year. And he said that this was the only job he was leaving Boston University for. Is it A, because of the talent that you just mentioned going into next year? B, the fact that he's coached and knows and has personal relationships with a lot of guys and front office people in this organization? Or is it simply just the fact that it's the New York Rangers and it's the greatest arena in the world? Probably first, because it's the New York Rangers and it's the greatest arena in the world. But second, it's, it's mostly, in my opinion, because of the ties to the front office. Uh, obviously, the players are a part of that because a lot of their players are from the New England area just because of their relationship with, with Boston. Um, but I think that's probably was, was really the driving force, was the close relationships that, the, that, that David Quinn has with the management at, uh, with the New York Rangers. Well, it's going to be something exciting to see because I think everybody agrees, especially in the NHL, when your primary teams, the six, the original six teams, the, the big name teams in the NHL are going good. The NHL is going good. So having the Rangers not make the playoffs this year, it's the first time in a bunch of years. But I think the NHL, obviously Rocky being a huge Rangers fan um, and people that understand the importance of this sport. Hope that the Rangers can turn it around. And how cool would it be if the head coach of one of the best college teams in the country um, is the guy that kind of writes that ship? Well, I'll tell you what, gentlemen. This has been a fun Friday morning dab previewing this Stanley Cup final. Rocky, uh, on behalf of Anthony and I, we thank you for joining us as our NHL expert today and kind of diving into the mind of a true hockey fan and a guy that really understands the sport. Gentlemen, I'm huge fans of the show. Thanks for having me. Anthony, always a pleasure. Andrew, I appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. As always, Anthony, make sure the people tell their friends. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Twitter, Instagram, social media blitz. At double A balls on both DAABpodcast.com, iTunes, Apple Podcast, Podbean, PowerOnPerformance.com for your gear, for your DAAB podcast apparel. Listen, we are going to dive into a lot this week. We're going to probably have an NBA Finals matchup or some Game 7s to talk about. We're obviously going to continue to talk about the Stanley Cup, the Rangers hiring David Quinn, Lou Lamarillo to the Islanders. A little bit of football, possibly, as we see some mini camps happen and some things start to trend. So I am excited. It is going to be a good midweek for the Double A Balls podcast. As always, I am your host, Andrew Omanella. That man on the phone is my partner. His name's Anthony Rinaldi. Have a good weekend, everybody. Watch some hockey. Let's go. Eat some hot dogs. Get some sun. Let's do it. We are the Double A Balls podcast, and we are out. This has been the Double A Balls podcast. 
powered by Power Arm Performance, your leader in baseball and softball training apparel. Visit PowerArmPerformance.com to get your gear and begin training the Power Arm way today. podcast you just heard was recorded with anchor if you want to make your own download the android or ios app completely free from anchor.fm slash podcast that's anchor.fm slash podcast